Welcome back to Tea Time Reports, everybody. It's Brandon here with you, and I'm bringing you the very next episode of the Magic Mondays installment covering the Orlando Magic NBA basketball team. I apologize that this episode was not out on this previous Monday the way it was supposed to. You know, Magic Mondays, that's the whole vibe. I made a promise, and I know I had some technical difficulties. My mic just was not working for whatever reason. I wanted to get recorded on Monday evening. I decided to put it out, had all my notes. I watched all the highlights, did all my research, did my recap. I'm excited. Cut on my mic, and it's just static, bro. Nothing's working. I'm like, what the hell? I'm flipping out. My girlfriend's getting stressed out because I'm all pissed and shit. And, yeah, I just, it was, I wasn't very happy. Um, but we're all good. We got it all situated. I'm back. I'm live. I'm with you guys. And I'm ready to talk some magic ball. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for all the love and support on this series so far as well. I mean, two episodes in, and honestly, I'm kind of blown away by the the uh, reception and the feedback and the, the numbers so far. And I can't thank you guys enough. And I'm excited because we're just getting started. We're only 10 games in. We got 72 to go. NBA in-season tournament just started for the Magic. And we got a lot. We got a lot to get into, no doubt about it. And, you know, the Magic sitting at 5-4 and four right now. Coming off last week's uh, recap and episode where, you know, we rounded out that four-game road trip with uh, with the victory at, U- at Utah. We finished the road trip 2-2, two and two, came back home at the Amway Center and defended our home court valiantly beating the Lakers, like I said, and covered in the last episode, 120 to 101. Then we followed up the next week with some tough matchups, man. Um, you know, the first half of this month was not kind to us matchup-wise, but like I said, we're sitting at 5-4 and four right now. We have a matchup against Brooklyn that's going to be covered on next week's episode. And we went 1-2 and two this past week, man. I'm going to start by diving into the game against Dallas. Like, look, this this is a tough Dallas team. Right now, starting off one of the hottest teams in basketball as of now. Luka's playing on a whole nother level just because he's Luka. Um, just days after he defeated the Magic, he went into L.A. I think it was in L.A. I can't remember, but just bent over and slapped the bunda like crazy of the Los Angeles Clippers, dude. And his stats against the Clippers in his career – it's actually wild. If you guys haven't seen the stats of um, his career averages against the Clippers regular season and playoffs, dude, that man just has their number for whatever reason. But back to this Dallas game. Boncaro was their leading scorer, had 22 points. Badatse had six rebounds. Suggs had seven assists. We lost 117 to 102, falling to four and three on the season. You know, we were looking for three straight. You know, we had a win against Utah. We had a win against the Lakers. Three straight wins, and that third one being against Dallas would have been crazy. And that would have definitely started to turn some eyes. And, I mean, that would have been a 5-2 and two start from the Magic. Nobody would have predicted that. Excuse me. But this game took place in Orlando Monday, um, November 6th, I think it was. Yeah, November 6th. And, you know, this was a game where, look, the Magic, they were winning in the first half. You know, Dallas are 8-3 and three right now. At the time of this game, they were 5-1. and one. They improved to 6-1 and one after beating us. But, look, dude, I'm looking at this game. And I'm coming away with a lot more positives than I am negative on this game. I'm coming away feeling a lot better than I am worse after this game. Like I said, we lost by 15, but that was more so just 
due to the Mavericks and Luka and the team around them just rallying in the second half. Like I said, we were up in the first half. We scored 33 points in the first quarter and second quarter, outscoring Dallas by, quick math, 13 points. So we, we were up 66 to 53 at half. You know, then in the third quarter, we only score 17 points. In the fourth quarter, we only score 19 points. Like, when we only scored 36 points in the second half, when we almost matched that total in not only the first quarter, but the second quarter, it's going to be hard to win, especially against these great teams like Dallas, man. Like, they haven't been able to get over the ledge, but this team was just in the Western Conference Finals. This team has Luka Doncic on it, one of the best players in the world. They have Kyrie Irving, one of the best players in the world. You know, and but like I'm saying, this was just due to the experience, the lack of um, the lack of veteranship, the lack of experience, the lack of age that this team has to where like five years from now, we don't lose this game or you don't. Those are the games that you need to be winning. You expect to be winning if you really want to want to get over that next level or get over that hump to the next level as far as a contender in the Eastern Conference, let alone the entire NBA. You know, like, but I'm not going to hang my head on it too much. Like I said, this is a very, very good Dallas team. Luka Doncic dropped 29 points. You know, interesting stat. Kyrie Irving was actually the leading rebounder for the Mavericks in this game. He had six rebounds, also had 10 assists. You know, it was just a game where the star power of the Mavericks took over. Um, Doncic ended up finishing with 29, three rebounds, six assists. Kyrie was 21, six rebounds. Eight or ten assists. I'm sorry. Had plus 18. You know, um, Tim Hardaway had 21 points. Had four threes, six rebounds as well. Like I said, Boncaro had 22, five and six, but had minus 15. Cold night from Franz tonight or this night had 12 points, five rebounds, four assists. Had a steal, but was minus 13. Jalen Suggs had a very poor night as well. One for six from the three-point line, four from 12 total. Four rebounds, seven assists, only 10 points. Anthony Black didn't look terrible against this team at all. I mean, three for seven shooting, two for four from the three. Had three rebounds, or five rebounds, I'm sorry. Two assists, one turnover, but eight points, minus 13. You hate to see that. Mo Wagner, uh, Wagner, I'm sorry, and Cole Anthony, 19 points, both off the bench. Shout out to them. But one interesting stat about this game was every single player on the Magic, except Joe Ingles, was negative in the plus minus category but every single player on the davis mavericks D davis dallas mavericks i'm sorry jesus christ every single player on the dallas mavericks was positive in the plus minus category that is something i've never seen before and that was the first time that's happened all year for the magic in that respective category but i thought that was interesting where you had nine players Touch the court from the Mavericks in log minutes, and every single one of them was positive in the plus-minus category. That's going to result in a win 10 out of 10 times. 10 out of 10 times. But that was interesting, and like I said, that just goes to show where we're at compared to these great teams. But we also showed that we can go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Like I said, we were up by 13 points at halftime, you know? But Luka showed his greatness. Ky Kyrie showed his greatness. They rallied. They came back in the second half. Like I said, we didn't score 20 points in either the third quarter or the fourth quarter. That's not going to be any type of recipe for success at all, ever. We had a very poor night from the three-point line as well, only shooting 29.5%. Relatively poor night just in general from the field goal stripe as well, 47%. We were 40 from 85. 
we out rebounded them. We had six more turnovers than them though. We had half the fast break points. That's due to the turnovers. We dominated the points in the paint, but we're starting to see where our youth and our lack of experience is starting to hurt us. That paired with just our inability to be consistent shooting the three ball, man. Like we know we're gonna dominate the paint on the boards, whether it's with the blocks, whether it's with the rebounds, whether it's with the points in the paint. But the things like the three-point shooting, the free throw shooting, and just taking care of the ball and not turning the rock over. That's where over time, our experience, our age, as these players start to grow within themselves and within one another in this team, they're going to start to work themselves out. They will. And for us to still be playing 500 ball right now with those things hurting us makes me feel even better about this team. And that's and that's sort of what, I, what I'm trying to get at with that is where, where I'm saying, like, I'm coming away with a lot more positives from this game than, than I am negatives. But this is just one of those games as well where, like, now Paulo still has a long way to go. But, like, we want him to be our Luka in a way. You know, not saying averaging triple-double a night, you know, but he was the number one overall pick. Like, a year or so from now, he's going to be going to need to be the reason we end up winning these games by just taking it over the way Luka did, you know? That's what we're going to need to see from him. And he's not far from that. I truly believe that. And I think he's just continuing to get closer and closer to that as time goes on. He's getting better passing the ball this year. He's getting better at driving to the rim and getting contact. He just needs to work on his free throw shooting. But at least he's putting himself in situations to where he can work on his free throw shooting, you know? And it's just a matter of time. Honestly, there's just little nuances when you're watching his game. Like, wow, this kid really is destined to be great. But, you know, things just have to start working themselves out, and he has to continue to keep putting in the work. But I have no doubt in my mind that one day he will be at that level to where he can just take over a game and win the games for us the way that Luka does and the way that Luka did in this game, essentially. You know? But the Magic didn't cover. For some reason, they're favored in this game. I, I, don't, I don't know why. Um... I know Luca was dealing with some injuries, and so was Kyrie, and they were both, I don't even think, like, guaranteed to play up until tip-off, so I think that's why, but Magic minus one and a half, I would not have touched that at all, but one of the few times this season that the Magic did not cover their spread, but moving on to the next game, the Magic ended up dropping another one to the Atlanta Hawks. This game was in Mexico City. That's a pretty cool experience for the players, for the team, for the fans the league in general but this was a game that we needed to win man and we had every chance to win i remember watching this that thursday night it took place thursday night november 9th i remember watching this late at night uh in bed laying down with my lady and this was just this was a hard one to watch man trey young had a vintage vintage trey young performance um 12 for 13 from the free throw line didn't even really beat us with the three ball you know, he only made five out of his 15 shots from the three, but had 41 points, eight rebounds. And we lost by one game, one point, 120 to 119. And this this was a great game overall. I mean, we went down at halftime by four, but we were right there, stride for stride with Trey Young and the Hawks the whole entire time. We got out to a nice third point or third quarter advantage that carry on in the fourth. But once again, man, it was just one of those moments where our youth and our lack of experience just let us down, man. We had time and time 
and time again where we had chance after chance to just put this game to bed. We did. We had time and time again we had a chance to put this game to bed, bro. And we just we couldn't get it done. We couldn't get it done, bro. It, and it was just tough because you see every time we would come down the field, we would come down the field. Okay, nice, nice, nice. We have a chance. Like I said, we lost 120 to 119. When there's three minutes left in this game, the Magic were winning 117 to 114. In the last three minutes, they could only muster up two points. Why? How? You know, like, I mean, I know why I saw it. You know, they just kept turning the ball over. They're trying to force things. They couldn't. No one could get open. No one could make their own play. No one could get their own basket. And they were just missing everything. And you can tell that they were just, they weren't just <sighs> taking a deep breath. And just going through the motions and just looking for that right pass. We've seen them do it time and time again already this year. That's why they've gotten out to the start that they have. And that's why they're competing with the teams like the Lakers, like the Jazz, like the Mavericks. But then when it comes down to crunch time, when it really comes down to the clutch moments, we're just seeing time and time again this team just fold and not be able to get it done. You can't score more than two points in the final three minutes, man. Really? Really? And I don't even want to get back into it because I'm just sitting here reliving and watching. I was just so frustrated, man, because this is a divisional mo opponent. This is the difference right now in where our standings are. They're six and four. We're five and five right now. And we lost by one just because we're going to get one more bucket. And we had good looks, bro. Jalen Suggs had a good look. There was one other guy that had a good look, and we just kept missing shot after shot. We just could not find that clutch bucket to get us over the top in the end in a game that we need to be winning you know but however as much as it pains me as much as how i keep getting into it i'd rather have this be the main issue that we're facing right now the way that it is because that's just like i said this is just stuff that's going to work itself out over time and over time we're going to see less and less of this and more and more of us coming through in these types of games with the victory and that's when it's really going to be nice and that's when everything's going to start coming to fruition and we're going to see the true true potential of this magic team i really do but overall man it was this was a great game it was a really great game both sides of the ball it was a great finish too like i said trey young popped off for 41 and 8 he did his thing that night and we shot a lot better from the three this game 37 percent not as good as atlanta atlanta was 38 and a half but that's what atlanta's known for you know that's their bread and butter but once again this game we only shot 71 percent from the free throw line and only 46% from the field, man. And once again, out-rebounded them. Had more points in the paint than them. But the things like the three-point shooting, the free throws, the turnovers. We had more turnovers than them, man. That's what's shooting us in the foot. And that's when we're just seeing ourselves time and time again failing to get over that hump. Um, but it's just one of those things where they were making the great shots and, and we weren't. However, however, if there is any positive... The Magic did cover in this game, so that positive record continues to look good for any betters out there like myself. And I want to just put this out there to you guys as well. When there is six minutes left in this game, the Magic had an 88.5% chance to win. 88.5% chance to win with six minutes left, and we lost. I know it's just numbers, just percentages, just analytics. Doesn't mean shit, but that hurts to see, man. That just goes to show you... Once again, this is one of those games that we need to be winning, and we're just failing to just take over and put the game to bed. Now, I can only make that youth and lack of experience excuse for so long until 
the coaching has to take the blame as well. But I'm not going to go there. But I know some people might be. But I like Jamal Mosley a lot. I think he is the guy for right now for where this team is. That's still only a year and a half into a brand new rebuild. You know, so just keep that in mind. I want to give a shout out to Joe Ingles, though. He finished plus 27 in the plus minus, plus minus category this game. That's insane. We also had seven players with double-digit points this game. You know, whenever that happens, you're more than likely going to win the game. But this time we didn't, so that's unfortunate. Um, but I also want to give a last shout-out to Jalen Suggs. Had 21 points in this game, one of his better performances on the season. 7 for 10 from the field. Had 4 for 5 from the 3.9. And honestly, I think he tuned in to last week's Magic Monday episode and fast-forwarded to the part where he was my Magic Munch of the week. And... It got him locked in, and he came out to play, baby. I don't know. But shout-out to him. He played good. And, like I said, this is just one of those games that hurt. But Paulo was 7 for 14, had 17 points. Markel Fultz played and looked good. I liked watching Markel play. He's just in and out of the lineup with his injuries. Um, I'll tell you what, though. As much as I liked watching Goga play, I miss Wendell Carter Jr., bro. I can't wait to have him back in the lineup, bro. But once again, this is one of those games. Jonathan Isaac played really good in this game as well. 12 points, 7 rebounds, 2 blocks. This is one of those games where, like, whenever he's on the floor, bro, it's just such a big difference defensively, not only with his performance, but the team around him, bro. And whenever he's not out there, you can, you can see the fall off. You really can. And this is still a very good defensive team, even when he's not out there. But that just goes to show how good he is on that, on that side of the court when it comes down to it. However, I want to move on to the last game of the week, the game I was looking forward to getting into the most, and the game that I was definitely the most excited about, obviously. The Milwaukee Bucks come into Orlando and get schmalloped by the Orlando Magic, bro. 112 to 97, and the Orlando Magic improved to 5 and 4 on the season. Paulo Bancaro went off, second double-double of the season, 26 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists led the team in each one of those respective categories, man. And this was just a game where the Magic dominated start to finish with all due respect. Now, there's no Damian Lillard in this game, but P5, both Wagner brothers, Jonathan Isaac, and his defense, they all led the way. They, they really did. This was a great game. This was a perfect game all around, top to finish, top to bottom with this team. And when they're clicking like this, this is where I'm like, okay, this is really what the ceiling is of this Magic team. And I feel like that ceiling is just going to continue to grow, you know, with Juwan, with Jeff Howard and, or Juwan Howard, I always forget the names, the father-son. Then obviously Anthony Black coming in as well. But the, the Wagner brothers combined for 43 points in this victory. The Bucks dropped their second straight in a row. Poncaro, like I said, had 26 and 12. Now, we, this wasn't even our best shooting night from the field. We only shot 43% from the field compared to like 48 and 47 the two games before. But we shot 38.5% um, from the three-point three line. And we did not turn the ball over that much. Finally. And this was a good Milwaukee team. We did not turn the ball over as much as them, at least. Now, they beat us in the points in the paint, but they also had seven more fouls. We were getting to the line a lot more than they were. We were 30 for 35 from the three throw. That just shows you how important the free throw line is in basketball, man. And that's one thing that I'm starting to learn, too, throughout these first couple weeks covering this team and the league, man. Like, it's a big difference, and it's a noticeable difference when the Magic are shooting 70% from the three throw line and they're losing games 
then they're shooting 86% from the three field line and they're winning games. Milwaukee was 12 for 25, under 50% from the three field line in this game, man. And that's that's a big difference. That's a big difference. They lost by 15 points. They missed 13 free throws. You know, you can do the math. They had more assists than us, too. They had more blocks than us. We out-rebounded them. But in almost all the other statistical categories, they they were better than us. You know, but we had a 21-point lead at one point. They only led by five. Um, we outscored them in every quarter but the third and the fourth. We tied them in the third. They outscored us by one point in the fourth quarter. Um, so that's just one of those games where it's like, okay, this is where the Magic actually held on to the lead and shut it down with their defense. Jonathan Isaac stuffed Giannis at the rim at one point. And this was like, okay, this is what we want to see. This is what we're like. This is one of those games we're watching. Like, this is what we expect them to be probably two, three years from now. But we're seeing it a little bit early. Giannis still had a great game. 35, 10, and 7. Had four steals and two blocks. He was all over the fucking place. But other than that, man, you can tell he just had no help. The second leading scorer was Cameron Payne with 14. You know, then there's a guy that had 13. Bobby Portis had 13. Chris Middleton had 10. But other than that, man, they just had no help scoring the ball. They were just getting shut out all over the place. And like I said, it came down to just the free throw line, man. The Magic were getting fouled, and they were getting to the line time in and time out. And they were making their free throw shots, and the, the Bucks weren't. The Bucks just, they just weren't. Franz Wagner had 24. Mo Wagner had 19. Every single player on the Magic, like I was saying, in that Mavericks game, I've never seen this before, and it was the other way, unfortunately, but in this game, every single Magic player, all nine of them, was positive in the plus-minus category. Every single one of them. Paulo, plus 10. Jalen Suggs, plus 10. He had 20 points as well. Back-to-back 20-point games for Jalen Suggs. I'm telling you, he tuned in to last week's episode, and he heard that he was the Magic Munch of the week. Jonathan Isaac had 10 points, 5 rebounds, 2 steals, 2 blocks. Joe Ingles, five points, plus eight, um, five assists, three rebounds. Cole Anthony, very poor night shooting. Um, Anthony Black got the start, played 28 minutes, didn't really do much offensively, only had two points, made one of three of his shots, but had three assists. I, but I can't complain. Can't complain. It just wasn't his night to score. You know, I mean, you, you, know, you had five other players um, in double digits, three of them with 20 or more. There was a fourth guy that had 19. You know, it just wasn't the night where Anthony Black – had to really do much besides just play point guard, and that's what he was pretty much doing. But overall, this was just a great result, man. I enjoyed watching this game. I enjoyed seeing, like, this is what the Magic really can be one day when they really do reach their ceiling, and it's very, very exciting. Now, like I said, I just want to leave it at this. It was a great three-point night and a great free-throw night. If we can get those things in line and get them consistently going for us, then we can start rattling off some wins, whether it's in the regular season or whether it's in the NBA um, in-season tournament. I, I'm excited to see that if that we can do that, what what we can really end up being because we've shown that we can compete with the best of them. We have. We truly have. You know, we, we beat Utah at Utah, which they aren't what they once were when they had Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and whatnot, but they're still a very formidable team. I talked about it. I broke it down. Got the win there. We beat the Lakers by 19. We were up by 13 on the Mavs at halftime. We lost by one point to the Hawks. And we just beat the Bucks by 15. And our first loss of the season was against the Lakers by only three points. This team, they're good, man. They're well coached. They play for one another. They know their roles. And 
they can play the game of basketball the way it's supposed to be played. They just need to get more consistent with their free throw line shooting and their three point line shooting. Wrapping up that game or this past week's games, I want to move on to this week's Magic Munch or Munches of the Week. Um, now I have I have two of them just because. Now I swear, as the season goes on, it's gonna be a lot easier just to single out one person for these, but. This past week in general, I, I felt like both of them had to be in here because I was really hyping up this first guy being Cole Anthony, saying he could be potential sixth man of the year. He was our leading scorer in game one against Houston. He had a couple very good games this, this month, or this season so far as well. But this week alone, man, he's right now on the season, but this last week alone, he's shooting career lows in free throw percentage. He has career lows in rebounds right now and career lows in assists. Now, a lot of that is due to the fact that Anthony Black's in there playing. Gary Harris has been getting a lot of minutes. Markel Fultz has been getting a lot of minutes. And Jalen Suggs, for whatever reason, has just really starting to become a focal point of this offense. Now, I thought Cole Anthony was sort of going to be what Jalen Suggs has been so far to start this season. But they've sort of been flipped. Now, in the last two games. Now, he did have, I think, a 19 or a 20-point game um, against the Lakers, it was. I'm going to double-check that real quick because I want to make sure I give him some credit. Um, he had 14 against the Lakers, and I think there was one more game where – oh, yeah, it was, a, it was a game after against Dallas. He was one of our better players against Dallas that game. He had 19 points, um, shot 53% from the field, 40% from the three-throw line, but 60% from the th – um, did I say three-point line? 40% from the three-point line, then only 60% from the free-throw line, man. But that's not the game I'm looking at. I know I touched on that Dallas game, but I'm more so um, looking at the Atlanta and the Milwaukee game, man. Only 11 points combined in those two games. Had six turnovers in those two games. Um, has also fouling a lot. Had five fouls in those two games combined. And only made one out of his 10 free field goal attempts in those two games. That's not good. Didn't make a single three in both games. It's just there's something going on with him right now, and I don't I don't know what it is, man. But those those last two games this past week, man, he just has not been looking like himself. Even against Milwaukee, he's just you're sitting there watching him like this is not the Cole Anthony that we know, bro. Like especially against Atlanta, like he's just not. It looks like he's trying to force things, and he's just in his head a little bit. And I know this kid can ball. I know he's cocky. I know he's confident in his abilities. So. Saying something like he's in his head is almost asinine to me, but it's, I don't know, like this is something that you don't really see from him that much. So, as much as I like the guy, not trying to hate, but it's just, it's warranted that he's definitely mentioned in the Magic Bunch of the Week with only one for 10 shooting the last two games. And like I said, career lows and free throw percentage, rebounds, and assists right now. But the second one is going to be Joe Ingles. Where has this guy been so far, dude? I love Joe Ingles. I've been a big fan of him my entire or his entire career, I'm sorry. And dude from South Africa can shoot the three ball like no other. But for some reason, just has not been shooting the three ball like no other. <laughs> I mean, he only has 10 points in his last three games, man. Barely even shooting 30% from the, from the three-point line, man. Like, this is not the Joe Ingles that we know and love. And... He's only shooting 31% from the field right now, only averaging 3.4 points a game, which is a career low for him. Now, he's also getting a 
um, not career low, but second least amount of minutes a game is career. But we brought him in to just be that nice sharpshooter off the bench, and he just hasn't been doing that so far, man. He has not been doing that so far. And only shooting 23% from the three this week. And another stat, he's played 169 minutes this year in a Magic uniform and only has 23 points. So that stat, then along with the fact that he only shot 23% from the three-point line this past week, and that's what we brought him in here to do. And he's only scored 10 games or 10 points in those last three games in the past week. That's why he's another mention in this week's Magic Munch edition. But hopefully, hopefully he can turn it around. Same thing for Cole Anthony. I have nothing but faith in both of them, honestly. They're both proven players, and I think it's just going to be a matter of time. But look, this is a weekly segment. It's just week to week where I have to pick the Magic Munches of the week. The Honestly, just the lowest performers, the worst performers of that week, and they have to fit in there. But it's all love at the end of the day. You know how it is. But we're going to transition onto our three stars of the week to wrap up this episode, then look on to the next week in the upcoming games for the Magic. But the third star of this week, once again, man, it's going to be Mo Wagner. Averaging 17 points per game, over 5 rebounds, shooting 64.5% from the field, and 44.5% from the 3-point line this past week, man. He's been balling, man. And time and time again, he's fun to watch. He plays with moxie, he plays with an attitude, and he's confident. And you can see whenever he makes a tough shot, whenever he makes a good play, he celebrates it like a stud, like a nice jumping that he is. Mo Wagner, take a bow, man. Shout out to you. You're my third star this week. Keep doing what you're doing. Second star, look, man, I had to do it. I'm a big fan of him. I, I, Like I said last week, I hated to make him my magic munch, but he just wasn't playing up to standard. You know, this. I think it was a top five pick, top six pick, top seven maybe. I had to refresh my memory. But Jalen Suggs is his second star this past week. 17 points per game, three rebounds, two assists, shooting 48% from the field, and 46% from the three-point line. And also having back-to-back 20-point performances. Now, look, um, mainly just putting this in there for those back-to-back 20-point games. Like I said, against the Mavericks, he did not look that good. He only shot 16% from the three-point line and only 33% from the field. Only had 10 points. Did have seven assists, though, um, but turned the ball over four times. But the two games against the Hawks and the Bucks only had three turnovers in those two games. Um, had six steals against Atlanta. It had 41 points in those two games combined. But like I said, 17 points per game, three rebounds, two assists. Um, then also averaging just under three steals a game in this last week as well. So shout out to him, man, and those back-to-back 20-point performances as well. I had to get him in there. I had to show him some love, man, because he's also shooting good from the, th- the three-point line, like I said, in these last two games. But moving on to the Magic Star of the Week. You know him. You love him. It's back-to-back weeks for the second time already this year. P5 is the Magic Star of the Week. It's just, it's hard not to, man. The last week, he averaged 21.5 points, over 8 rebounds, 5 assists per game, shooting 46% from the field, and 33% from the 3-point line, man. That's something that he's definitely been improving on this year, and it's just going to keep getting better, man, and watch out. If that continues to improve, if he can start shooting lights out from the 3-point line, this kid, former rookie of the year, has already put the lead on notice, but he's really going to start taking this lead over, man. You better start fucking watching out for this guy. 
And out of the five games in November so far, he has 20 points in four of them, man. And another thing, this is the biggest thing about him, that he just continues to work on his game, and you can see that he's just dedicated to it. In the month of October, he was averaging like four, four and a half turnovers per game. And the month of November so far, he's only averaging two, two and a half. So he's cut that in half. And he's continuing to produce more, whether it's points, rebounds, assists, free uh, free throw percentage, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, all of it, man. This kid is a fucking superstar, and all of it is the reason why he's back-to-back for the second week in a row, the Magic Star of the Week. But that's going to wrap up the majority of this episode for today. Um, to finish it off, I'm just going to get into our schedule moving on up into the next week. We have back-to-back games against the Chicago Bulls starting tonight, actually. Like I said, um, I'm a little bit behind on this episode due to the technical difficulties I have with my mic. But like I said, we have back-to-back games against Chicago and Chicago, both at 8 p.m. One of them is regular season. One of them is in the in-season um, tournament. Then we have a game on the road against Indiana. So we have a nice... We have an, uh, I almost uh, forgot the Brooklyn game, too. So we're actually on the road at Brooklyn first. Then we have Chicago, back-to-back nights. Then we have Indiana. So it's our second road stint of the season, four games in a row. And that Indiana game, that's a tough opponent, man. So those are going to be some really good games to get into, especially one of them being the in-season tournament. Look, I think we can take that Brooklyn game. I think we can take both of those. I think we should take both of those Chicago games, but we'll probably split them then that Indiana game is going to worry me, bro. That's one of the best, if not the best, offense in all of basketball going against one of the best defenses in basketball. So something's going to have to give, and I hope it's not the defense and the offense prevailing in that game. But thank you all so much for tuning in to this week's Magic Mondays episode. Make sure you check out all the socials on TikTok, Instagram, Threads, X, and YouTube as well, at Tea Time Reports. Make sure all of you take care, have a good one, and as always, stay awake, and we'll see you next time.